Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Monday, February 12th, 2023, and I have an important show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. This is an important show. Folks, I have to share these uh these two stories reports with you. Uh, this is not directly related to you know disability, except that you've got to get ready like everybody else does. In my humble opinion, this is not personal advice. <clears throat> I'm going to first share a story titled "Texas Cops Shoot Dead Woman Armed with a Long Rifle and Accompanied by a Small Child in Active Shooter Incident at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston." And next, we will cover nine minutes of the press conference with Sheriff Richard K. Jones of Butler County, Ohio, who, who makes the, the most prescient report of the dangers and threats to the United States of America, especially in regards to the local level. You need to hear this today. First, Let's go to the Texas story. Texas cops shoot dead woman armed with a long rifle and accompanied by a small child in active shooter incident at Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston. This is by Claudia Aohora, a senior reporter for the Daily Mail, uh, and also uh, Stephen Lapore, also for the Daily Mail. Uh, It was originally put up. February 11, that's yesterday, and updated today, February 12. A woman in a trench coat has shot up the Houston megachurch of celebrity pastor Joel Osteen before being killed by two off-duty cops. The suspect entered the building with a five-year-old boy shortly before 2 p.m., and the child was shot and critically injured. Police Chief Troy Finner said it was not clear whether the young child was struck by the officers. A 28-year-old Houston police officer and a 38-year-old agent with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission who returned fire. Finner added a 57-year-old man was shot and wounded. Finner said the woman began shooting. Excuse me, Finner said that after the woman began shooting, both officers engaged her and the woman was killed. He praised the officers for quickly confronting the woman, adding she had a long gun, and it could have been a lot worse. The child was in critical condition after being taken to a hospital. The man who was wounded in his hip was stable. The shooting happened between services at the megachurch that is regularly attended by 45,000 people every week, making it the third largest megachurch in the U.S., according to the Hartford Institute for Religion Research. Osteen's televised sermons reach about 100 countries. It was not clear where Osteen was at the time, but he joined police at a news conference afterward and said the church 
is devastated. But he added that the shooting could have been much worse if it had happened during the larger 11 a.m. service. He added that he would pray for the victims and that the woman who did the shooting and their families. I'm going to leave that there. There's more there. I have uh, that story from the Daily Mail up at uh, encouragingangels.org on the EA blog. So, just yesterday, we had an incident where a woman in Houston wearing a trench coat. Now, maybe it was raining, but maybe not. A lot of times people doing those kind of things are looking to do some kind of mass casualty event or wearing trench coats to cover having a long gun. And that's what she had. Apparently, she did not kill anybody else unless it was the boy. Because the, bo- the boy died shortly before 2 p.m. Excuse me. Uh, they were they entered shortly before 2 p.m., but there was a report in here that the boy did die. Uh I think, bear with me here. Yeah, this whole thing, this is a a mess. Um, This is actually a a fairly long article. I've given you the gist, uh, you know, of everything. But she came in to do harm, apparently a lot of harm. And she was stopped, fortunately, by law enforcement. Uh, And that's where the next story leads us. This is the press conference given just in the middle of last week. It did not receive the due that should be given this. This is the press conference with Sheriff Richard K. Jones of Butler County, Ohio. And he talks about that people are coming here to do evil to us. That he was he had just come back from Washington where he was appraised by FBI Director Ray that more red lights are going off now than were going off before 9-11. And that it will not be the military coming to save you. It will not be the National Guard coming to save you. The only thing that we have in the form of government is law enforcement and fire and the citizens. And he talks about that he's starting to to train his citizens. Maybe it's a little too late. I don't know. But at least he's doing something. Now, let's go back here. Now, I apologize because I do not own a... uh, Oh, a subscription to YouTube. When I play this, if a an ad comes in, I'm going to uh, let the ad play to the point where it, it lets you skip. So you may hear five seconds or eight seconds of an ad before uh, it lets us resume. So let's go to Sheriff Richard K. Jones of Butler County, Ohio. Forgive the microphone handling noise. We'll start all with... Uh my name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Uh, I just came back from the National Sheriff's Training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago. 
two days ago. We were briefed by the FBI director, Ray, the director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy. We have a president. We have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? There's one simple sugar hack anyone can do to balance glucose levels almost overnight. Did you know that type two? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We were also told five sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians did. They came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping, killing. The Israeli police when our guys got there, the sheriffs said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that trained them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than then. So, and he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. Now, so you're wondering, I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money and we're not doing much back home. So, with that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government, three days ago, they're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even local, you have to be prepared. 
We've been told that, again, they're coming here to do harm to us. And even in Ohio or in the United States, we're not going to be able to call and ask for help from the federal government. They're going to be busy. The military's not coming. The National Guard, when 9-11 hit, it was all the police and the fire. And they were in total, total organized chaos. The military had the scholars. And I don't want, somebody asked me, am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no, I'm not like Chicken Little. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement. And good luck. Uh, now, get to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack just not ours. And they, we were down for two months, just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours. But I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. This is the quickest way to clear out stuck poop. Fiber helps you poop, right? Nope. What about drinking? The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines. And we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians. And we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it. And the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas A&M. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do when disasters hit. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does. The whole United States. And our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. And these other countries that are attacking us overseas, it's a lot of drone attacks. Getting the drones. You know the technology that local law enforcement has on drones? Zero. We can fly drones and 
Most police departments and sheriff's offices have drones. We can't detect drones. Uh, hell, they look like a bird in the sky. We can't make the drones stop. We can't stop them. When you see football games on TV, the national football games, they call timeout to stop the drones. Hell, my grandkids have drones. Everybody has drones. We have no technology. The federal government doesn't share any of the drone technology with us. So what we're going to do is we're reaching out to the private industry, and we're going to see if we can get anything that can detect drones and how we can stop drones. Now, again, it's not to scare people. This is the truth. Everybody in this room, the news media, you guys get hacked. You try to get, they try to hack you. One of the local channels in Cincinnati was hacked. They were down to paper for several, several weeks. It's just paper. When we were hacked, we were down to paper. Our computer system, our dispatcher, all hacked. Again, that's being attacked by foreign countries. You wouldn't think that a foreign country would be attacking us. The public needs to know we're being attacked every day. Now, people that are here to do us harm, do we expect? I've been to the border three times. People are not just turning themselves in. They're actually called gotaways. And some of them are getting through with backpacks and packs. Now, are they bringing groceries with them? We don't think so. We believe the ones that don't want to get caught, there's a reason for that. We believe they're a good, strong possibility they're bringing something here to cause us harm. You have to believe that. China has safe houses in every state in the United States. Now. Okay, again, sorry for the mic handling noise. Uh, we claim fair use of that because that's really a, uh, a public meeting that was meant for uh, public dispersal of information. And that... Uh, video goes on, which which is up on encouragingangels.org. That video goes uh, on for another 15 minutes. So again, we claim fair use uh, of that uh, for for the public good. And um, how many other sheriffs are out there, you know, sharing this kind of information? Um, this is, you know, very forthright uh, of this, uh, you know, apparently very, very fine Sheriff from Butler County, Sheriff Richard K. Jones. To recap what he said, because it's a lot to take in. Right off the bat, he said that the President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the United States of America, of which there are 3,300. They are typically the most powerful uh, executive in the county that they operate in. Maybe, perhaps, except the DA. But the, the sheriff has the power. And the President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. In light of everything you just heard, what do you think? I mean... <laughs> he also re refused, the President of the United States refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States of America. In light of what Sheriff Jones just shared, is this not incredulous? Sheriff Jones went on to share that there is constant cyber attacks. He went on to share that the people who are coming here through the border illegally are coming here to do us harm. 
that they're not our friend. He said that uh, the FBI director told the sheriffs that there are more red lights flashing now than there were before 9-11. He went on to say that, you know, the military is not coming, you know, to save you. That the National Guard's not coming to save you. That it's going to come down to the local police and fire. And they're going to have their hands full. And that he... Uh, is providing training to citizens now on the use of firearms through this uh, organization known as Texas A&M. I don't know if that's a university or if it, A&M uh, stands for something else. Uh, Butler County, which is not near Pittsburgh, this is in Ohio, in western Ohio, uh, is hacked five times a day that they've gone over and they, they have successfully hacked their dispatch and their computer systems. Can you imagine during the time of emergency? Because they may be doing that as a trial run to see that when the real uh, evil hits, that they'll be able to disable the police from communicating. That will be horrible. Again, uh, he said that they're stepping up things by putting rifles in every police car, that they're training citizens, uh, and he has said that there are lot, now he's saying overseas, and he's apparently expecting it to come here, that there are lots of drone attacks. And he's trying to interface with uh, private industry to find a way to detect uh, drones. And finally, he talked about the Godaways. The Godaways are the the people coming through the border who got away and they have packs on and they're anticipating that they are bringing something in to the country to cause great harm. We saw yesterday the shooting at Lakewood Church. We have this press conference from Sheriff Richard K. Jones. Do you think it's time that you took this seriously? I share this. I, this is not advice for anyone. This is for informational purposes only. Everything we share on this program is for informational purposes only. Only you can make up your mind for you. But folks, the hour is late. The hour is late. What are you going to do? As we have reiterated, ad infinitum, you need food. You need water. A way to purify and store water. Shelter. Energy. We talked a lot about the solar uh, generators. And if you have a regular generator and enough fuel, that's great. And protection, which can mean getting yourself to where there's not a lot of people. That would be smart, in my humble opinion. And what Sheriff Mack is doing. He's training citizens. This man is very responsible. He apparently loves his community. 
Do you love your family enough to prepare? I know for some of you, especially the disabled folks listening to this, you may already be doing all you can. But once something transpires and trucks no longer travel over the road, you will no longer be getting food. You will no longer be getting medical supplies that you may desperately need. So you need to pre-position these things now to the extent that you can. You can only do what you can. But consider doing what you can now. If the electricity goes out, he t- Sheriff uh, Jones talked about the grid going down. If the grid goes down, the water will not flow. Even if you have a well, that means no electricity to pump the water out of the well. You know, you can store water by simply having cases of water that could get you through a few weeks. And do, you know, have bottled water and then do some tests uh, to, as to how much water you actually need during the day. We've done tests where for us, the two of us and the two dogs, that we could get by with about five bottles of water. Uh, but you, once you start, if you have to use it for cooking, you're going to add more. And if you're going to figure out a way to do some kind of shower uh, with that, you're going to need a little more. You know, um, look into spray bottles. I know I'm, it sounds silly, but it is sure you know, a good way to economize the use of water. It, water will become sacred if the electricity does not flow. So you had better figure out a way that, you know, you can, you know, with a, uh, you can either use a, a spray bottle like you get at Home Depot. Uh, you can get a camp shower, which is like a black bag, and it's black because if you hang it in the sun, it'll warm up. So that's kind of nice. And then it it has like a you know a hose and a pinch clip, you know, to let the water out, and you can stop the water. When you take a shower, you're going to have to take what you know what they call a navy shower, which is like you turn the water on, and you wet yourself completely. You turn the water off, you lather up, it wash your hair, and then you turn the water on and rinse. And you can save one heck of a lot of water doing things that way. Yet yeah, these things all need to be considered. But consider that the things sound imminent. And I think, you know, he's expecting before the election some things here. But uh, go listen to this again. It's up on encouragingangels.org. Share this podcast. Share this podcast. Click that little square with the arrow jumping out of it on whatever platform you listen to, whether it's uh, Spotify or, uh, or Podbean or what have you. And on top of all this, and most importantly, is get right with God. Know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because there will come a time where he was truly the only thing, the only person you can rely on. You heard Sheriff Mack talk about that the military is not coming, the National Guard's not coming. And it sounds like the, you know, the police and the fire will be stretched thin.
Know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is worthy because he's the only one who lived a perfect life. The only one. And he living the perfect life, you know, as a Hebrew, an Israelite. He fulfilled the law. Every, what they say in the Bible, jot and tittle. He fulfilled the law and therefore became the perfect sacrifice, the only one suitable to pay for the sins of you and me, the sins of the world that he took upon him on the cross as payment for sin before the Father. The scripture says that there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And only the blood of an acceptable sacrifice can pay for that. And the only acceptable sacrifice was Jesus Christ. That's why he is worthy to be your Lord and your Savior. And he rose again to give us eternal life. No matter what happens, you can count on him. There's no telling what you will go through or what I will go through. I think about what I already have gone through, and God has kept me through it the entire time. Trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior now. Do not wait. Do not wait. Because if you go into eternity without Christ, your eternity will be spent with the devil in the lake of fire burning. And once you do trust Jesus Christ, you must not have just prayed once and trusted him. You must abide in Christ. Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branches when he was talking to the disciples. He said, without me, you can do nothing. And he talked, went on to talk about, you know, if you do separate from me, is that you, you and I'm paraphrasing, is that you are like a branch that falls off and dies and is good for nothing except to be bundled up and burned. Jesus Christ preached more than once that people will burn. People will burn. You do not have to burn if you accept Jesus Christ and then abide in him. That means keep his commands. We don't know where all this is going, but we are facing some dangerous and difficult times like we have maybe never seen in this country. So folks, please share this podcast with friends, with family, and then consider giving to Encouraging Angels. With everything I just said today, consider also civildefensemanual.com. Jack Lawson has put together a 950-page reference, two-volume set regarding all of the subjects like food, water, nuclear war survival skills, putting together a neighborhood protection team. And more 
communications, night fighting, because the bad things happen at night. Uh, area study, knowing what's going on around you, and more, intelligence. CivilDefenseManual.com. I'm looking forward. Jack just sent me a, a draft of the article we're working on. I'm going to be working on that. So, folks, yes, support Encouraging Angels. Uh, look into Jack's book, um, EncouragingAngels.org, and, and share this, this podcast with people. Let people hear what Sheriff Jones had to say. The time is short, in my humble opinion. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.